Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on this new episode of the PlaySec podcast. As you know, in this series, we explore the challenges behind PropTech implementation and its perspectives across Europe. Because indeed, as shiny as it seems, innovation can be a challenge sometimes, especially when it comes to grounded project and scalability. So let's shed light together on what it means today to be ahead of innovation within a big European real estate company. And to do so, I'm joined today by Antoine Geoffroy. Hi, Antoine. Hi, You're head of R&D and innovation at Gessina. Uh, for those who don't know, Gessina is a French-based property company, mostly active in Parisian offices and residential buildings. Yes, you are right. Um, to summarize in a few words, Gessina is a French real estate estate company who owns and operates 20 billion of real estate assets with the specificity that 97% of them are located in Paris region. And today, the split is 80% of offices and 20% of multifamily residential and student residential. So yeah, mostly offices and, and, and residential buildings. Um, in 2020, Jessina uh, and yourself, uh, you received the Best Innovation Strategy Award uh, during a French event. Uh, do you know why they awarded you with this prize? I think the reason we earned this price in 2020 is the acceleration we did in our innovation delivery. Mm. Because, you know, delivery is always a challenge in innovation. In reality, it's not so difficult to have ideas, but the challenge is always to be able to roll out it at scale. Yeah. And to do so, uh, this innovation can be a side project managed by happy few in the company. Otherwise, it will never scale. So that's why we put innovation at the heart of our corporate strategy in order to have an impact on the way we work, the way we think, and the profile we hire. Because my conviction is that innovation is above all a story of women and men. Mm. I think the way we define our innovation journey to rise in maturity and our associated first proof made the difference for this award. So really, innovation is core to the strategy. And yet, it was not exactly long-term legacy at Gessina, was it? Yes, you are right. The innovation department, in its actual form, was created in 2018. Mm. So it doesn't mean that Gessina didn't do any innovation previously. But as the mega trends like metropolisation, digitalization, or climate emergency are accelerating, there was at this time a willingness to accelerate the transformation on the way we design and we operate our business. So that is the reason why innovation has been win first in 2018. On my side, uh, I joined Jessina in 2019 as head of R&D innovation with a mandate which was clear. It was to accelerate innovation delivery and to do it at scale mm. because you know, innovation is a bit like digital. It must be on breast at each level of the company. So that is the reason at the end of 2019, we defined a new innovation ambition and the way we will deploy it. The goal of this was to take the next step in terms of maturity in innovation. End of 2019, so the, uh, it was very quick. Uh, why, why such a rush? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was quick, but we can ask the question in the other way. Why doing it slower? <laughs> when you succeed to have the right executive sponsorship, there is no reason to wait to define the strategy and the operating model to deliver it. 
Usually, you know, we always talk about the first Android days to analyze before putting in place a new strategy. We just implemented this good theoretical practice to create the right momentum. <laughs> the first 100 days. Um, fr from this starting point, uh, what was the most challenging then? Was it finding the tools? Was it establishing the priorities? Maybe marketing yourself within the organization? From my point of view, um, when you are at the beginning of the journey, I think the most difficult part is spreading the innovation mindset framework and skills across the organization. It can be a long journey with milestones you have to set. And I'm convinced that if for some reason you don't follow this journey, you will be able to do some quick little innovation projects, but it will be much more difficult to have an impact on the long-term company transformation. As Jessina's challenge was to have this long-term impact, we had to onboard enough people to reach the tipping point from which things can ramp up. And to make this able, we structure our innovation strategy in five big parts. Well, five, five parts. Uh, okay, maybe we can go through, through each of them. Yes, of course. The first part is about uh, the innovation strategy. This is the starting point because without a clear innovation shared definition, a formalized ambition, and an adequate operating model, you can be sure that innovation execution will not be so consistent and will not provide so much value. So that is why we formalized our innovation ambition and the associated operating model. By this, I mean the thematic we want to work on, the world of the central innovation team, the role of other departments in innovation, the role of innovation ambassadors we put in place in every department, the governance of innovation, and so on. The second part we structure is the innovation ecosystem. So we built a multi-channel open innovation ecosystem with investment and involvement in prop tech venture capital, startups, incubators, and accelerators, schools, And we also built an European think tank with six other real estate companies. Mm, so a strategy first, an ecosystem secondly, and, then, and what comes next? Next to this, two first parts, we structure the acculturation part. Mm. This is a very important part to make innovation something mainstream everywhere in the company. We have to help teams to understand the trends and upskill and innovation. So for this, we organize a lot of acculturation activities, like learning expedition. For example, we went to CES. Oh, we wow. also do some internal TED Talks on different topics. We can also do some specific trainings. For example, the last one uh, were about artificial intelligence and blockchain and so on. There is a lot of way to do this acculturation. And then the first part we structure Uh, is our innovation process. This is something very important because the value of innovation is in our capacity to deliver ideas in the right way. The objective of the process is to have very clear steps with clear objectives to go from ideas to rolling out through our buildings portfolio. Mm, and the last one? And the last one, the fifth part, is about R&D and perspective. And mm. to make it short, um, in this part, we are looking at for less mature trends to anticipate and to be at the forefront on some very selected topics. 
Yeah, and we will get uh, back to this at the end of the, this interview, uh, prospective R&D. So five steps, strategy, ecosystem, acculturation process, and prospective. Um, that, that's a very structured um, framework. Is it because you also uh, came from the innovation world? Uh, you didn't come from the real estate field, right? You, you came from the telecom one. What were the differences uh, on the innovation that you observed between the two, those two sectors and maybe the frameworks that you brought uh, from this sector to uh, real estate? Yes, well, previously I worked 10 years as consultant for IBM and then Accenture, where I work on transformation for retail, bank and public sector customers. Mm. And indeed, um, after these very rich experiences, uh, I was head of innovation for a French telecom company. And telecom industry is quite specific industry because it is a saturated market with a lot of competition, especially in France, where you have four players with one of the lowest priced in the world. Mm. So since many years, innovation is a question of survival in this industry, which is a very, very technology-driven industry. Real estate is a bit different because if you look at all the benchmarks, real estate and construction, are since years the last industries in terms of maturity about the use of technology. I think there is historically a mindset gap between real estate and more technological industries. And, you know, as innovation is a true area of expertise, it can't be improvised. Mm. So that's why I think it's a very good idea to look at skills in more mature industry to build your own innovation capability. And in addition, I'm convinced uh, that the different way of thinking of someone from another industry is something really interesting for this type of position. Yeah, definitely uh, real estate maturity is growing. And uh, in those years of change, a big priority was set around uh, sustainability innovation. And this is the case at GCNA also. Uh, why are the, the two big transformations, which are tech uh, and green transformations, united under the same umbrella at GCNA? Yes, you are right. At GCNA, innovation and CSR team department are grouped in the same team. And it is managed by a dedicated executive member. And this shows, translates the fact that uh, innovation and CSR are something considered as top priorities in GCNA strategy. And just to make it very concrete and to illustrate, I will take one of these ambitious goals where innovation can contribute. More than one year ago, we announced our goal to reach the carbon neutrality in operation in 2030. So... Even if we already reduced by more than 60% of carbon footprint in operation in the last 13 years, to which this new ambitious goal, the point is not just to do faster what we already did these years, it's also to do it in a different manner. So that is where innovation can contribute. So we put in place um, some innovative approaches to incentive every employee. For example, um, we put in place an internal carbon tax. It means that today, uh, each business unit at Jessina is taxed at 100 euros for every ton of carbon. Mm. And this collected tax is then used to finance totally or partially innovative projects to decarbonize faster our portfolio. 
And this system uh, allows us to be in a virtual circle because um, it incentives the teams to decarbonize quicker portfolio. And it also allows to make innovation financing easier to add to decarbonize. So that is an example of an internal innovation we put in place to make it easier to reach the goal. Mm, so that's internal initiatives, but do you have also innovations coming from the external parts of Gisina? Of course. In addition to this internal initiative, we, we launched a big sourcing of innovative solutions to feed our pipeline of solutions which can contribute to this carbon neutrality. And after our first call of applications to our innovation ecosystem, we had more than a hundred applications. Wow. Mm. And all these solutions go through assessments with experts, speech sessions with operational, and the kind of matching process with our building's portfolio. And after this qualification, we have won 10 innovative solutions in process for experimentation. To make it very concrete, um, I will give you some examples. Um, for example, we selected a solution for hot water regulation based on artificial intelligence. And the objective is to have a better match between user demand and water heating. Mm. And the point is to avoid unnecessary overconsumption with no need, which can represent up to 30% of the energy consumed for hot water. We also qualified, for example, uh, artificial intelligence solution, which is able to provide a better HVAC regulation for some buildings with the same or even higher level of comfort for users. We also have some special painting, which can regulate temperature by cooling in summer and restitute heat in winter with impressive performances. Or we have also, we will also probably experiment hydrogen injection into our gas boilers. So, as you can see, it's, um, it can be very various innovative answers for this specific goal. Yeah, the great diversity of uh, solutions. This, this is not finished because all this process concludes with a full dedicated day event at Jessina with all the employees where all the selected companies had stands and we also organized some internal and external feedbacks on impressive projects. Uh, as this first edition was really a success, we are now launching the second one to constitute the second batch of selected solutions. And as you can see with this example, before rushing into innovation or technology, I'm really convinced we need to define the reason for doing so and have the right investment strategy on it because innovation is really a, a matter of luck. Yeah, a very uh, ambitious plan and, and roadmap indeed. Um, Antoine, th th there's a trend at the moment saying we need less tech, less hardware to prioritize on raw materials, uh, reuse, architecture. Uh, how do you stand on this? Is, is there really a choice to make? You, you are right, but um, it's not black or white. Mm. Um, because technology can be an answer, but uh, as you mentioned, it can also be part of the problem, especially for CSR. Um, the point is to use it in a smart way by looking holistically to assess and measure the benefits, but also to measure its negative impact. And the trap is to only look at the first part of this equation. Mm. 
That is the reason uh, we joined the Smart Bedding Alliance Association, which groups more than 500 leaders of our industry. And this association has several commissions with the objective to define future very advanced digital standards for industry. And as we have very ambitious goal on carbon, we took the lead uh, of the commission, uh, which is called the Carbon Footprint Commission. And the purpose of this commission is precisely to define the future industry standard on how to use digital in a smart way to decarbonize the building. So as you see, um, our industry is moving, moving quite fast and cooperating to address this challenge. Mm, yeah, hence the, the importance of, of cooperating uh, in these topics. Uh, now, of course, a big challenge is, is to put everything at scale uh, to industrialize. Uh, what does it take to bring all those experiments from uh, proof of concept to scale? Is it uh, data harmonization? Is it team upskilling? Is it the choice of providers? Something else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, in innovation, we always face uncertainties. Um, and if we have no doubt before testing, we ask ourselves if we what we are doing is really innovative. Um, and to manage this uncertainty, there are methods like the proof of concept. Mm-hmm. And the objective of this is to remove this, this uncertainty before deploying. And when you are a real estate owner like Jessina, um, you, you have to manage a building's portfolio and not a building's collection. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the point for us is not to do showcases in one or two buildings, which is not so complicated to do, especially when you have new buildings. Mm. Um, the challenge is to deploy innovation at scale through a portfolio in operation where it makes sense. So... After validating by a proof of concept the hypothesis, we have a step of defining a rollout strategy, which of course integrates a big part of change management. But um, you know, this kind of industrialization process is something which can be quite disturbing in a world or in industry where historically every building, every building is unique. But um, when we talk about technology, If we, we want to be efficient in the way we manage our portfolio and our thousands of users, we must be in this kind of mindset. You have no choice. Mm, so even if each building is unique, you, you have to have a, a holistic view um, about uh, all this. Um, th- there's a topic I'd like to, to explore a bit more, which is a digital twin, uh, because on, on Gessina's website, there's a mention of 12 buildings that are currently being tech-enabled thanks to digital twins. Can you tell us more about this? Of course. Um, the objective uh, of digital twin is to answer to selected use cases by collecting data in a structured way from the building and its usage. Historically, we have a lot of knowledge on our building through static data. and You can find it in the BIM, uh, mm. the bit documentation, and so on. Uh, in the other way, we also collect a lot of dynamic data from thousands of IoT we deployed in order to improve our operation and investment. But the goal of the digital twin is to go further in value-added use cases by building the technological foundation to collect all this data through unique geospatial wavefunctions. Mm. And for example, um, this could allow us to make 
Easier Simulation, Advanced Building Auto Regulation based on observed and predicted usage, or more advanced predictive and smart maintenance, and so on. So in reality, our, our industry is at the beginning of this, of this journey. But um, as you mentioned, as other competitors, we are exploring this topic to get a better understanding of the value it can generate for all the stakeholders. Mm, so still the, the, the beginning of the journey, but uh, we have the feeling that data is really the core focus of this project. Uh, when we prepared for this podcast, you told me it's just the beginning of data for real estate. What, what, did, what did you mean? I think data management is the uh, next big revolution for real estate. If you, mm. if you look at other industries and benchmarks, um, you can easily realize that real estate is quite behind on this transformation. And today in real estate, we mostly use data to look at the past. Um, it is what we can call the descriptive use cases, but we are only at the beginning of predictive and prescriptive use cases. And, you know, um, a, a building through its equipment, uh, its sensors and IT systems produce a lot of data, which today are very, very partially used. Mm. And I'm convinced that like in other industries, this is something which could fundamentally change the way we do our job. That is a true transformation journey. And in this transformation journey, the problem is not about technology, because it's for most of them already available. The difficulty is the upscaling uh, our industry have to do to be able to produce value thanks to this data. Mm, the, the upscaling and, and the teams, how do you prepare them to face those changes? <laughs> Actually, um, based on the analysis of technology trends in various industries, we are seeking to define what uh, will be the 2.0 jobs for real estate company like Jessina. So what is an asset manager 2.0? What is a property manager 2.0? What is a facility manager 2.0? And based on this vision, we will be able to put the right skills development with the right technology to go further. And the goal of this is to amount our capabilities with technology to go further in the value created and be focused on more human value-added tasks. Mm, so new job uh, definitions uh, in the AI and, and data world. Um, finally, Antoine, another trend that uh, you are currently working on is electromobility. Uh, how can a real estate company such as Jessina actually accelerate uh, in this field? Indeed, um, it's a hot topic which is coming fast uh, mm. and which is at the intersection of building energy management with, for example, the concept of vehicle to grid and new models of transportation in the city. As vehicle uh, is becoming a connected device of the building, we are even talking sometimes about the convergence between mobility and buildings. This is something very important to anticipate for a company like Jessina because we own more than 25,000 parking places in Paris. So we have here a usage transformation in progress, which can be managed as an opportunity for Jessina. And like other topics, um, the infrastructure deployment is just a technical mean. This is not the question. The question is what would be the new value created and who will capture this? 
Oh, well, many ideas here, many uh, perspectives. Thank you so much for your testimonial, uh, Antoine, and thank you for sharing uh, those uh, initiatives. I keep in mind your five-pillar framework, strategy, ecosystem, acculturation, process, and perspective as a, a mantra for deploying innovation at scale. Um, so thanks a lot. Maybe as a closing remark, uh, my last question, and I hope it's not the most difficult one, what was your best decision throughout this journey? What really helped you level up? Um, I think the, the best decision um, is to involve a large number of people in company uh, because I'm convinced innovation is just a spark that can trigger for a more global positive transformation of our industry. Um, Everybody has a role to play in this transformation. And um, for your second question, mm -hmm. what really helped me at Jessina? I would say having an executive committee who is fully involved uh, in the innovation strategy and governance, I think that is key. Well, thank you very much, Antoine Geoffroy, Head of R&D and Innovation at Jessina. Uh, thanks for sharing and to our listeners, of course, don't hesitate to check the GCNA website. Uh, I've been Blondine Lafargue for Place Tech. Thank you all for listening and have a great day. Mm -hmm.